Richard Linklater is back and ready to rock and roll. It's been eight years since Before Sunrise, and after some artistic meanderings, Richie Links is back in the pickies with a very different movie. Where Before Sunrise and Dazed and Confused were loosely plotted and dialogue-driven, Jack Black absolutely takes over this movie, and Mike White's script keeps things moving forward. It still has the heart of a Linklater movie, while we start to love this class as they come together for the band, it also has Linklater's love of classic rock, with Dewey basically serving as a way for him to scream about their taste in music. It's a good time at the movies, with a wealth of quotable lines and humble earworms. We're attending the School of Rock. No, you're not hardcore, unless you live hardcore. This is Best Pictures, the podcast where we pick our favorite movies for every year. We've been alive. I'm Cody Lunsford, and I am joined as always by... You're fat and have body odor. I'm Chad Oliver. You're tacky and I hate you. I'm Mark Watlington. Wonderful. Um, so <laughs> this is Best Pictures. Uh, the way this works is for every year we've been alive... I pick a favorite movie. Yeah. Chad picks a favorite mm-hmm. movie. Mark picks a favorite movie. The Academy yeah. picks a favorite movie. Every then we do a bonus one. Yay. This is the beginning of the 2003 series, and it mm-hmm. is Chad's turn yes. to pick his favorite movie of this particular year, and he is choosing, um, unsurprisingly, a Richard Linklater film. Yeah. You get three uh, white um, boys on a podcast, Richard Linklater movies are going to come up, and that's okay. <laughs> I suppose, <laughs> yeah. I, I was trying to, to figure out- the Richard Linklater movies. There is no, no, I picked one of I them. Um, I haven't picked every Spielberg movie. Percent. Yeah, uh, I haven't picked uh, every Brad Bird movie. I haven't picked... Oh, you're saying of the Linklater movies yeah. picked, yeah, on the you podcast. didn't pick all of them. You yeah. still, Cody, you still haven't chosen every Spielberg, because yeah, I the, did Saving it, Private Ryan. The Academy, the Academy did also picked Schindler's List, so... Yeah. You've only picked one Spielberg movie, right? Jurassic Park? Yep. Yeah. Mm, yep. Yep. Um, so him and Linky are uh, are tied for the most pickies and for a director. Wow. No, I think we're already at Linklater being highest. No, right? this is three. We had Linklater. before. We had Dazed. We have School of Rock. Danny yeah. Boyle is. At well, he's just had one so far. Oh, we just know. We're, we're, we have forecasts okay. what's going to. happen. I mean, if we're going him. into the future, then probably Spielberg. Really? No, I'm not picking any more Spielberg movies. Yeah, I don't think I'm picking any more. Oh, okay. I mean, I like a lot of Spielberg movies. Ready Player One more than I think you do. I don't. It would be Adventures of Ten Ten, but Twenty Eleven has some really good movies. And then Um, probably War of the the Worlds would be more likely than Ready Player One. Yeah, but then there's also Minority Report and AI is kind of... Oh, we already missed AI. That was 2001. Anyway. We're in 2003, baby. It's episode one of the new miniseries. But now we're going to hop to 2019 and yeah. talk about what we saw in the Megaplex. Yeah. Um, I guess Chad go first. Uh, what do we I don't know how to seeing? start this. Are we doing Jojo Rabbit or are we doing No, we are not talking about Jojo Rabbit. Okay. We're not talking about We'll Jojo talk about Rabbit that yet. if and when it gets released wider. But spoiler alert, yeah. it's really good. Um, so what I saw in the Megaplex this weekend, in addition to Jojo Rabbit, is The Lighthouse. Hold on. Jojo Rabbit, I'm so sick of all these Disney live action remakes. 
because this one is a remake of that Donald Duck cartoon where he goes to work for Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, anyway. kind of. It is a Disney movie now. It is t- yeah. t- It is a Disney movie. So I thought this you were going to say that Jojo Rabbit is the name of some character from Disney history, and I was going to be like, sure. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I would have believed you. <laughs> well, it's Roger Rabbit's grandfather is Jojo Rabbit. Yeah. Um, He's yes, a 10-year-old boy. It is part of my Disney bet. Movies that right. are released in 2019 and forward of 20th So like Fox. Tolkien Terminator. Forward. Yeah, essentially Tolkien Ford, and that's been like Terminator. Yeah. I skipped Breakthrough. Don't tell the people uh, who are watching <laughs> the rules, but hey. uh, I skipped Breakthrough. I'm going hey, to you watch that movie. Watch, <laughs> it, come back watch to it. it this Easter. Uh, uh, sure. Yeah. I'll, it'll probably be on at my house. We're going to um, have a marathon event. We're going to watch The Passion Live, Breakthrough, uh-huh. and God's Not Dead and. Three. No, is no, Breakthrough no. the one with the with the this it is falls us lady. in the ice. Oh, we're yes. gonna watch the Jeremy Camp movie. The Jeremy Camp movie that comes out around Easter. Yeah, yeah. With um, boy I have not, yeah, I have not watched the Art of Racing in the Rain yet, but I'm going to. Mm, the Kevin um, Costner dog is a dog movie. who can drive cars. I don't know. I, I don't think he's trailer. I think he just <laughs> likes. He, when he talks a lot Milo about racing. I think he could drive cars. I, I wish he drove cars. Anyway, Lighthouse. Yeah. Lighthouse is good. Uh, the best part of the Lighthouse is when I went to go see it at the Sunset 5 AMC Theater. And then when I went back to my car uh, and I rode the elevator down, Keanu Reeves stepped into my elevator. And I saw this movie on Halloween night. And my first thought was, that guy's got an incredible Keanu Reeves costume. And then I realized it was him. That was my favorite. Do you part want to talk movie. about the movie? No, I want to talk oh. about that. I saw Keanu Reeves. Uh, no, I, no one wants ruled. to hear it. Talk and about he was with the movie. his very tall girlfriend that he just announced was his girlfriend today. But I yeah. had the inside scoop, friend. I saw it there in the elevator. Uh, the lighthouse Tell is really the movie. lighthouse is really good. Uh, it is a black and white uh, four by three movie. Um, so already. Starting in a way that's probably going to annoy Cody. Um, a little. <laughs> just from its format alone. I um, like the format. I also saw The Lighthouse, and I I liked that format. It made it feel I, old-timey in a way did. that it, the, it, the plot is also old-timey. Cody it, is already rolling his eyes at me it, saying that I No, liked. it immediately set this tone for the movie that I really liked. Um, no, what I the reasoning I've heard but behind the lighthouse doing the four three is they want you mm-hmm. to feel claustrophobic, etc. That works for me. Yeah, that makes a little more sense to me than Jonah Hill being like it's some four by three because it's the nineties, I guess. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, that was dumb. Yeah, yeah. fuck that movie. Th- th- <laughs> this this makes this makes more sense to me. Uh-huh. Um, I'm glad you boys saw it in theaters. Mm-hmm. I've heard it is almost impossible to tell what the fuck they are saying, so I'm glad that I will likely see it at home with it, subtitles. Yeah, turn it on the really subtitles. is not that bad. Um, no, but it's then not again, that bad. They're just using really, like, the the phrases they're using are not, like, normal phrases. It's similar to, to how The Witch was, honestly. Right, which was hard to understand in mm-hmm. theaters when which you go you, to you, in both shitty... Movies, in both movies, small town AMC theaters. In both movies, they're talking in ways you wouldn't normally hear, but you're able to track like what they're talking about. Yeah, and what they're saying. Absolutely. In yeah, both for movies. sure. Yeah, like it's just odd. It's just odd choices because we don't talk like that anymore. 
Um, but like with the witch, it truly like the theaters that I were in, the speakers are not the best quality they can be. So like okay. it, it, it's harder See, to make it out when it's like that those was, like low tones. That was the challenge for watching the witch at home for me was so many parts of the witch, like the score gets so loud where it's like, yeah. it's very unpleasant. And like the impulse at home is turn it down on the TV Right, you know, and then the dialogue's all quiet, so you're constantly having to worry about the volume, and then mm-hmm. it's like totally taking you out of the movie. Um, so Laura watched that movie at home, was not scared at all, didn't like it that much. I really feel like the theater just immersing yourself and just sort of accepting that like this loud volume is going to be very unpleasant. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like that's that's the best way to watch this kind of movie that's mixed. The oh, way I these agree. Movies are mixed. Well, but for some of us uh, country folk, yeah, uh, we don't necessarily get everything <laughs> to our theaters. So totally, I take I take my licks when I can get them. Um, I hear good things about the acting, and yeah, it's, um, it's just incredible. It, the acting is really good. I was gonna uh, call back to the movie we were talking about a couple minutes ago. Uh, the act, the art of raving in the rain, because uh, the movie is about these guys going crazy because of the storm. Um, that would have been a lot funnier if I had told them when we were still talking about that dog. Yeah, movie. yeah, it would have been a good like transitional joke. It's not a good joke to just like completely. Uh, yeah, uh-huh. no, I just wanted to get it out there. I've been holding on to it. I, I I've heard that there is a scene that is somewhat similar in nature to the "I drink your milkshake" scene. Um, and it's infinitely better. <laughs> Yes, um, but I but I have heard it as similar. There's a, um, there's a couple of those scenes. True, there's one scene. I won't spoil it, cause like, but like my beans, because j- that's the one thing I know is beans. Beans, beans yeah. really only play a why did you small spill part. your beans? Um, why like did you the only spill your beans? Yeah. Oh gosh, Willem Dafoe's doing some fun like Mr. Krabs ass shit in this movie. <laughs> That's um, he's having a good time being like a piratey like seaman, uh, seaman. Um, but yeah, there's a couple of scenes with these monologues. Defoe has two of them. Pattinson has one. Um, well, it's just insane. Like one of them in particular, I've never seen anything like it before in film. I won't spoil exactly what's going on, but like. I just could not believe that like we weren't breaking from this cut that we were just like on this one cut pushing it. It it is breathtaking. If you've seen the movie, you might know what I'm talking about. I think I I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it's impossible for me for me to ask. It's uh, after with... the dog. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. About. Yeah. That's um. Yeah. Um. So. Uh, so it's obviously a best picture recommends. Yeah, it, the performances are breathtaking, and do we think it has any Oscar chances? Because it's Oscar season. I think babies. for sure you get at least one performance nom. See, I don't know. So I haven't seen the movie, but I, you know, I'm a Oscar bitch. I follow like. Yeah. I mean, Defoe just the rumblings. Defoe gets I that performance it. nom every year. <laughs> Like that's just what and he's he, been doing. You're right, and he did get it for a movie no one saw yeah, last at year. Eternity's Gate is that what it was called? Like I've yeah, but, I don't but know that was more of like it. a normal biopic about a person you know about. I think so. If it gets one, you're right, Chad, that it is Defoe. Yeah, and they'll probably put him in supporting. Um, based yeah, he on would what be the he would be the supporting actor. Pattinson's. Lead. Um, I based on rumblings i don't see that it's gonna get anything but i mean hanks we, is going to win best supporting actor this year for beautiful no. day in the neighborhood 
well, Brad it would going be to win at four lead actor for them. For no, no it's not. the what He's the supporting. beautiful day in the neighborhood is about the guy who's interviewing. Yeah, Mr. Rogers. It's supporting. Yeah, weird. It's weird because all the marketing is on Mr. Rogers. It's just him. Yep. The protagonist um, of that movie is the dude running the interview. Yep. Uh, this is like Brad, end of the tour. But Brad Pitt is winning this year for best supporting actor. I mean, is it category fraud? Kind of, but he he is winning. Brad Pitt doesn't have a Oscar for acting. Yeah, but like, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know no, that the hype is. of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is still big enough for him to win. It's that. very strong. It's very strong. Okay. I listen to a lot of oh, like award show stuff. I don't know. It this is an award show thing. We're the I award know. show podcast. I know. And I know. I'm saying but it's apparently tanks. in a, in L. A. With a lot of Academy voters, that movie is still massive. Okay. So, um, I I mean, I still kind of think it's winning Best Director and potentially Best Picture. Um, um, I'm not maybe. saying it's my favorite, but I, I see a world where that happens. I mean, I, I Parasite should win Best Picture, but... Yeah, the this best is the world movie never in. wins Best Picture. That's kind of the thesis statement of this <laughs> That's podcast. kind of the thing, yeah. Um, um, yeah but watch but The Lighthouse... Uh, watch it for its performances, um, yeah. and watch it for its little, little spooky, spooky action. Uh, not. I action. mean, it's a, it's a very good movie and a very uh, yeah. strange movie. It's in bizarre. It's a little a hard to track ways. what's real, what's not, which like can but be turned off for. Some I think folks. I enjoyed that. I'm still yeah. trying to piece it together. Same. Um, but I enjoyed it quite a bit. Yeah. Um, but speaking of other movies that have. That sort of had some award uh, rumblings, but we don't know if they'll actually pan out. Mark, tell us about the movie you saw. I saw Harriet starring uh, Cynthia Erivo as Harriet Tubman. Um, Is it good? It's all right. Okay. It's not historically accurate, though, right, Mark? Uh, as far as I know, I mean, well, so there, no, are, there, are, me- there are aspects of it that I... That I don't think are historical. There right. are a couple. I was reading about like one plot line that was added for to the movie. Well, they um, took out the big one. They took out like oh the- yeah. The thing is that there's a big cover up about. I mean, it's just a period in time that's a lot. Really, um, a lot of people are still you know con- debating about what actually happened. It's really contentious. They decided just to avoid the whole. Plot line that should have been there about the Transformers and the Witwicky Society, the Witwickians, and the Witwickians. Yeah, they yeah. really just and that Harriet all of was that. a Witwickian. Um, yeah, I just uh, think it's strange that they don't touch on that. Hold on, is there a Transformers movie that says Transformers did the Underground Railroad? Yeah, yeah, that's horrendous. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which one is that? <laughs> the Last Night. <laughs> what the hell? They retcon. Yeah. The Underground Railroad to say, hey, what if these fucking robots did the Underground Railroad? I mean, they were helping. Harriet Tubman still did stuff, but like so did she, Oh, she Optimus. still did stuff. <laughs> but Optimus so Cody, Prime is the real hero. God yeah, forbid. She was like there. She was there. And like Lincoln and uh, Lincoln Bumblebee, was busy. F- Bumblebee killed some Nazis. Um, yeah. Lincoln was busy fighting some vampires at the X-Men time. X-Men Days of Future Past, Magneto curving the bullet shit. Um, yeah. Basically. Trying to Both save wit- his mutant ally, J- John F. Kennedy, I, Chad, the mutant. I think, I think you missed the big part where we said 
It was the Witwickian Society, meaning like Sam Witwicky, Shia LaBeouf in the first film. It's his family created the society and had been oh boy running that's it generations. Wait, that's what? no good. Yeah, the Witwickians. So he's a descendant in a long line of people who worked with the Transformers. They made Shia LaBeouf like a chosen one kind of guy, and also they I gave mean, white he, people the credit for the. <laughs> well, no, he didn't do the Underground Railroad. Optimus did with okay. Harriet. Um, but the Witwickians. I mean, that's in the first movie that his grandfather was like stark raving mad and like had symbols of like the oh, the Transformer. I didn't realize they did that in the first movie. I haven't seen. Yeah, it in they a long do. Time. Okay, so anyway. he's always sort of been chosen one. <laughs> yeah, so they didn't really talk about that in this. Movie yeah. Uh, <laughs> wait. So could have yeah, won best wait, picture if they the, did. Wait, wait, wait. wait, wait. Re- they really should have. It would have been a more interesting movie. Um, they did uh, include the fact oh. that Harriet had some psychic powers, and that's not a joke. She can kind of see the future a little bit in this movie. Whoa, what? Yeah. She says that she can, like, hear from God, and, like, it occasionally oh, shows okay. her, like, but her, like, seeing, like, you know, a glimpse into the future. Um, like, hmm. how vividly? Like, like she, like... You see it on screen? Yeah. Hmm. Weird. Hmm. <laughs> Weird. Weird indeed. Um, but no Transformers, so... Yeah. I don't know Weird. which one would have been weirder. <laughs> <laughs> so, in this movie, it's Cynthia Ervio, who we uh, liked last year a lot. We stand Widows, from Widows. And, and Bad also Times at the El Royale. That yes. too. Chad's favorite movie of last year. Which is um, oh, so good. Um, but also the movie has, correct me if I'm wrong, it has a Leslie Odom Jr. in it, mm, right? Sure. It does. I know that one. Is Janelle Monet also in she it? She is, yes. All right. So all three of those people are known for singing. <laughs> does anybody sing a uh, song? Well, so like uh, Harriet Tubman's whole thing was that she would hide in the woods and sing gospel or like yeah, slave songs. Spiritual oh. Yeah, songs. They cool. called her Moses because she would sing about Moses gotcha. in Egypt gotcha. land. Um, so she does sing, and she's still a good singer. Yeah, good, good. singer. Yeah, there's um, a scene anything where she's else singing about her bad times that I still think about all the time? I, that's yeah, such that's a good, good scene. It's so good, good movie. Uh, um, anything else about Harriet Mark? Uh, no, not really. Slavery, <laughs> bad. Yeah, uh, yeah, definitely bad. Civil War, good-ish. Uh, oh. Um, does it? I guess does it's good that it, it happened. <laughs> does yeah. it have any Oscar buzz? Like, is is it gonna? No, go I mean, I think so, I think Cynthia Erivo's good, but not you know. People love biopic performances, but you yes. got Judy. I don't. I just like. Yeah. Not that there is only one biopic each time, but this I just, is also you know like it's her second year as like a major movie star. Right. And it's not like she was owed anything from last year, although, you know, there was a lot of stuff that she could have been nominated for last year. Right. Um, But it's not like she was overlooked hugely last year. I I think that, you know, probably no nominations. Maybe some, like, SAC nominations. We'll see. Gotcha. Is it a a Pickies recommend, would you say? Uh, Probably not. I gave it, like, three stars. Yeah. Um, But let's talk about a movie that is a Picky recommend. Oh. And that is... Dun, 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 dun. It does that in the trailer, yeah, I think. Yeah, uh, Terminator Dark Fate, which is good, <laughs> and I like it. 
Good. Um, I I want to see it. There were just I saw two movies this weekend, and uh, right that was just like the third place movie I wanted to see. There is um a lot of stuff I like about it. I can't really talk about it because I don't want to ruin it for you guys. But they really mm-hmm. the the problem with a lot of the previous Terminator movies is they're so up their own lore and not really willing to challenge it in any interesting ways, which is why it's good that James Cameron came back on to produce it because James Cameron is willing to challenge it. Like if you Mm -hmm. look from Terminator one to Terminator two, he's like kind of challenging aspects of it. And this movie being good or bad. Right. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And this movie really challenges some of the expected lore for the movie and expected. It plays with, a lot of the standard Terminator tropes of like, we're running away from one and we're protecting somebody else, but it plays with some of those in interesting ways. Linda Hamilton gives an incredible performance in it. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I kind of love that we're getting these quote unquote legacy cools um, that bring back the original people and allow them to give incredible performances because they've lived in the characters for so long. So, yeah. like, your, your Logans, mm-hmm. which are incredible. Like your Halloween. Halloween with Jamie Lee Curtis. Well, She's I was, so good. I was thinking earlier today just how blessed we were to have an older Han Solo in The Force Awakens and how good yeah. a performance he gives. Like, yep. that's something and I feel Hamill like, and Carrie Fisher are all good. Yeah, they're all movies. doing great things. Hamill's doing different things. He's not exactly playing like the same chipper. Don't say that. that that'll give people I love <laughs> Last Jedi. It's my favorite Star Wars Jedi. movie. But I, yeah, okay. unlike some people, think that people can change over the course of 30 years. Over 30 years. Uh, yeah. yeah, I think that you can go through some things and make mistakes <laughs> and that can mold you and change you. But some people disagree I don't know. That. I don't know what you almost kill your nephew about. and that might affect you and turn yeah. you into something I'm, else. But, I'm yeah. the exact same that I was 30 years ago. Oh, uh-huh. are you? Okay. <laughs> Five years before I was born. Right. right. Well, that was before you were uh, reincarnated. You probably were pretty similar <laughs> you weren't you weren't that's doing a, a podcast point. but you were doing like a radio show right yeah um yeah so linda hamilton is so good in the movie and like arnold is it's not ruining anything that he's in the movie because you no, see he's in the, the trailer yeah. but i don't really want to talk about his role too much but it's interesting and i think he gives a pretty solid performance in it hmm. i think mckenzie Davis is incredible. She is incredible. I haven't seen this movie, but I she's think so she's good. A very good actress. I think we're going to start seeing a lot more of her because this is a way different role than Tully, <laughs> obviously. Yeah, and, and Tully like, was kind of similar from that like Black Mirror episode everyone knew and loved her from. Like different, but like similar kind of like yeah. genre. She was great in Tully. Feel. She was yeah. great in Tully. She's so good in this. Um, Mark. Some fun facts. Uh-huh. The there, there's a boy in the beginning of the movie, and he is the lead actor from Rock of Ages. <laughs> He's in this movie. Um, wait, wait, Diego something. Oh yeah, sure. Rock yeah. of Ages. I thought you meant School of Rock, and I was like, excuse me. No, no, no. Rock of Ages. Yeah. Um, mine and Mark's favorite. Rock of Ages. Hey, wait. What year does that come out? I feel like whatever year that comes out, we've got to talk about that for movie. sure. What for the sure. bonus picky? Being Rock of Ages, the masterpiece? Yeah. Sure, why not? <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, it's really good. The action in it is... Oh, God, 2012 is so many movies. Eh, we'll put it on there for now. Um, 
um, yeah, the action is so good in the movie. Um, it's directed by Tim Miller, which scared me initially uh, because <laughs> he is the director of Deadpool, a movie that I detest. But he's uh, also the director but, of Deadpool too. No, he's not. Oh, he's uh, not. That's no, that's somebody else. Um, Wait, he didn't direct Deadpool too. No, he did not. I'm losing uh, my mind. He did not. <laughs> um, it's Chad something who directed Deadpool 2. I directed uh, Deadpool 2. Mm, well, <laughs> we can't be friends if we did. It's <laughs> Come on, you would be so you would be proud of me if I made that movie. You'd be like, you did a pretty good job. It's I'd be I'll like, hey, you, you made an entire movie. Congrats. David Leach. David Leach. David Leach. Yeah. Um, I don't know who that Chad guy. That Chad Stalski is the director of John Wick. That's who I was thinking of, actually. Yeah. Because I'm really looking forward to his first non-John Wick directorial project. Did Leach direct a Wick? Is that no. why I'm getting uh, him? Stalski, no, you're confused Stalski because Stalski has done all three Wicks. Uh, you're thinking that because Wick was directed by stuntman and. The first Deadpool was made by like a stuntman visual effects visual guy. Effects. Um, actually, uh, David Litch is an uncredited director for the first John Wick, so he helped them. Wait, I, I, did yes, you just say I, David Lynch? David Litch. Oh, oh, That's okay. his, uh, yeah. Gotcha. Um, because John Wick, I knew he had something to do with John Wick. I think it's he worked with those guys gotcha. or something. Because yeah, Stalski came up in stunts, like that was his thing, and yeah. then John Wick was his first thing. Um, right, and and he's uh he's overseeing um the Batman action, I believe. Yeah, which is cool. No, which, I think what you read is that the the guy training the choreography yes. is the same. Oh, you know what it is? He's 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 overseeing some Birds of Prey stuff, or oversaw some Birds of Prey stunt stuff. That's what I'm thinking of. And then I also sure. saw the thing about the Batman. Right. We're all confused. The John Wick uh, stunt people will be doing stunts in Hollywood for the next 20 years. Because so it's some of the write yes. that down. damn stunt work I've Jot that seen. down. If you see a stunt between now and 2025, it's because did, of John Wick. Did y'all see those dogs in John Wick 3? <laughs> I did. Holy shit. Yeah. You like those movies way more than I do. I think uh, they're good. But... I think three is like the best action movie ever made. I think it's so good. That is an insane take. Three anyway. is insanely good. I I've never had the movie. visceral reactions I had watching that movie. I it... had visceral reactions while watching Terminator Dark Fate. I will say that. I was well, like great. hopping out of my seat at points because like... The, there's an initial fight scene that kind of happens at this factory thing between the Terminator and the protector person. And they are like taking giant wrenches and like hitting each other. Like it's, it's yeah. so good. The oh, that, in that's in the, that's in the trailer a bit. Yeah. That, that scene, that sequence uh, it's fun. a lot longer. <laughs> Great. <laughs> like in the movie. Cause that, it, it that sequence looks bit. fun. That looks, yeah. yeah. There's a lot um, of great fun sequences in the movie. But, um, there's a scene like at a detention center, like at a border detention center that's like mm. real good. Anyway, I don't know. It's incredible. The action's good, but then it like really plays with lore and plays with Linda Hamilton as somebody who has survived so much stuff. Um, so it's really good. So I the movie's recommend. good. Would you say that the movie rocks? No. Oh. Would you would you say that the movie really schooled everything else that's in theaters right yeah. now? What what are some movies that do rock? Rock of Ages is What's one. one? Rock, rock of, of Ages is probably one, yeah. 
this whole rock thing is going to be my ongoing <laughs> problem throughout this whole discussion. Um, what do you mean? <laughs> Cody hates rock music. No, I like rock music. I just think... I don't know. It, it's always kind of perplexed me about Jack Black because he's so obsessed with this music and ask, and kind of acting like it's still relevant modern day. And I think even when this movie came out, the kind of, well, yeah, the, oh, we've got to rock the hair metal type stuff like I mean, I is think the, not uh, the thing. I think that's the idea of the movie, though, is that he's holding on to yeah. this like past. Uh, yeah, he's... These kids aren't the interested in the bands that he like loves and is obsessed with because he's kind of a has been like he's he's born in the wrong era the way he sees it. The thing about mm. rock is especially the rock the way that he sees it is that it isn't mainstream. Yeah. Uh and that you know being a rock guy is like inherent well mm-hmm. it's, it's going against it's the status both, quo. It's It's both cool yeah. but also uh, uh unencouraged. Um I guess so. It's just every, I don't know. I I would kind of believe it if the people that they compete against in the Battle of the Bands weren't doing the same kind of rock music that they're doing. Well, that's Are the thing. Are you kidding I think me? Did you, did you hear the band that played in front of them? They were playing yeah, like a it, Nickelback slow song. Yeah. It was bad. It's also, look, there's just going to be a lot. I liked this movie. But and we can really dive into it in a second once we actually introduce it. Cool, cool, cool. But the, I have a hard time with the people who are like, "Well, there's only one kind of real music." People like that get on my last nerves. Sure. And movies where they are like, "Oh my god, I'm gonna show you music you've never seen before," and then it's the fucking biggest bands of all time. Always like really, Cody. We literally just talked about how much we love Rock of Ages, which literally, spoiler alert, <laughs> ends with someone writing "Don't Stop Believing" like no, it's the first but song that's they've ever good written because they wrote it. <laughs> that okay. that movie's camp is the difference. This movie, <laughs> movie like is camp. This movie is a mouthpiece for Jack Platt's like actual like opinions about stuff, and it's just like it's very similar to Garden State, where he's like, "Oh, have you heard of this?" indie band that everybody knows of because it's the most popular indie band of all time i, I can't remember some of the that. bands that he lists in this but i no, just was like it's fun to see someone so passionate about these like uh about this kind of music that he likes i don't know it's it's fun cody it, it's i mean the bands he's listing are not supposed to be bands you've never heard of no, before he's pulling his hair out because these kids haven't heard of these bands that are huge like like you I haven't listened know. to led zeppelin are you kidding me they're like the i just feel gods. like it's if cody made school of pop and was like oh you guys have never heard of britney well, spears well yeah that's like, you you would be like talking to a bunch of like people at like a nursing home who have never listened to carly ray jepsen whereas he was carly talking ray to Jepsen's a bunch of way less mainstream whereas, no, he, no, no, no. whereas he was talking to like children who had never heard these this music that came out before they were the- born the, the the difference here is that none of us are like it would be like if Cody is making a like a directing class and no one had seen a Spielberg movie. Cody would be like ripping his brains out. Like you haven't seen E. T. and they're like, No, that movie's thirty years old. Yeah. Like right. it's, it's I don't know. similar to that. It's it's just that like the thing that Jack Black is inspired by is completely foreign to these people. So the whole movie yeah. is about him introducing they're, they're these things. Just so so frustrated by Jack Black in this movie. They are prep school ten year olds. I think that this is the best Jack born Black movie. after these music. This music was big. 
Like yes. that's why they haven't listened to this music, and that's why Jack Black is like frustrated that they've never heard it before. <laughs> I find I him know. so. It seems like a weird thing movie. to be caught hung up on. I don't know. It, it's 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 just that character as a whole. I yeah. have a hard time with it. I think this movie works because of the kids, and I find Dewey so annoying that I could well, almost he, not. Yeah, like, he sucks. Like Dewey's horrible. No, yeah, I know, but there's some movies where the person kind of sucks, and it's it's also this era of comedies. To be fair, of the 2000s, where they were like, let's have the shittiest dude ever mm-hmm. and that's kind of funny and he's kind of a shitty and he's yeah. a dick to people but we love him yeah um and it's just not my favorite era of like comedy stuff yeah. well but, but he learns this to movie be a good is person. good learns, i'm just i'm just explaining why and find his place in society and he teaches these kids how to believe in themselves and it's it's fun it's good it's yeah i like it here's here's the backstory here cody what's your experience with this movie i have never seen it <laughs> yes uh and i i feel like coming into it for the first time in 2019 is different yeah. than coming into it as like your first jack black movie and you're like who is this crazy guy with a guitar in the classroom mm-hmm. what yeah. a yeah. teacher with a guitar oh, i loved this movie i Can saw it in theaters as like a third grader Oh, yeah, I, I think, movie. I mean, I think that's the big thing for me is like, I didn't grow up with it. Mm-hmm. I am watching it completely now and my comedy taste has vastly like changed and I just find this kind of character so kind of unbearable now. And I mean, um, he, he is supposed to be off-putting. He's supposed to be, yeah, he's a loser. I just think of, I just think of other comedies that came out this year and like the performances in them, like like what what other comedies? Like in two thousand three, yeah. Um, I well, because two thousand three, I think, is the era of big studio comedies that should have earned their stars Oscar nominations, but didn't. And that's because it's Elf and Legally Blonde are this year, um, which I think like. I think those performances are so good and I find I don't know let's let's set up the movie cuz there's a lot of thi- perplexing things about this movie to me. Sure. But okay. let let's and I I want to lay the groundwork of I had a very pleasant and fun time during it. Okay. I really did. I really did. No, okay, so let's talk about the movie. I had not seen it before. What about you boys? Uh we already did this. Just jump into the plot. Did we? Mark did not well, talk about... Well, I mean, about... yes, we have seen it before. And I don't know when I first saw this, uh, but I've seen it a dozen times over the course of my life. Um, each time it is better. Mm. I'll tell mm. you, the last time I watched this movie, and this might set up an interesting conversation, I got into a heated debate with someone about whether Jack Black was a better actor than Tom Cruise. A debate which is pointless and very hard to compare. Um, but wrong. <laughs> <laughs> like, Wait. Tom Cruise is the better actor. Yeah, just like, objectively. With a, like, with a country mind. Jack Black I w- can do, like, two things. Jack Black plays himself in this movie. Yeah. Yes. And then, it, and then has been good a couple other times. Yeah, he was good at, he was really good in Bernie. Um, yes, and it was like kind of a different, it was a different thing for him. Yeah, another link later. Um, He's good in King Kong, which is my weird hot take. But he is good. <laughs> he is good in Jumanji. Welcome to the Jungle. He's I good in the Holiday too. I mean, he's uh, no he, the Holiday's so bad. No, the Holiday is bad. He's good in it though. Uh, I mean, I, as, I think he's. I do think I have you on record saying Jack Black is really good in 
Welcome to the Jungle. Uh, whenever we <laughs> I probably about do, it. but I don't know that I believe it now. I'm pretty sure if I really wanted to, I could dig up the audio file where... It may I... be because I've seen the trailer for Jumanji 2, and he's doing a um, quote-unquote black voice in it, playing a black guy, and so I'm just uh, yeah, already it, like it kind frustrated of, by it. It kind of feels <laughs> like he was already signed on for the sequel, and then the script came his way, and he was like, oh, shit. <laughs> Like, but then he leaned into it, I guess. How else are you uh, gonna play that? Just role? normal? I don't know. I don't know. That's not anyway. what the director or any studio exec wants. They want him to become another person. I don't know what you guys are talking about. <laughs> I don't. I don't hear color. Uh, well, no uh, one right. hears color. So I also think he's kind of good in Goosebumps playing R.L. Stein. He does a fun, weird thing in that movie. Um, but. In Tenacious in this movie, D, he's just playing himself. Pick of Destiny, he is also playing himself. He's right. Essentially, this is kind of the Tenacious D fan. character. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, th- I think that my argument was that Tom Cruise also plays a certain, certain, not stereotypes, but like his characters are also certain character types. Yeah, except that, that you have like, like more range. You have Magnolia. You have like the you more have interview with a vampire. Hunt. You've got uh, Rain Man, where he's just like kind of a cocky brother. You've got you got a lot in his repertoire that he can like pull out. Interview with a vampire, The mm-hmm. Outsiders. I mean, I think modern day Tom Cruise maybe because like, what is the difference between Ethan Hunt and Nick Morton? Um, Who's Nick? Wow, Morton? that was an incredible pull as the <laughs> lead character of the Mummy. <laughs> um, oh my gosh. Incredible I am, that I, I just am pulled that off. one of the off. three people that likes that movie, and I did not I know that like his it. name was Nick. I kind of like it. I think it's a mistake that it's an action movie and not like a horror movie. But I yeah, still they, have they fun. If you're wondering, into the horror more. if you're wondering who the three yeah. people that like that movie are, it's Chad, Cody, and one other person, not me. <laughs> <laughs> Mark yep. was asleep during it. His opinion for five good. minutes. No, I slept through anyway. one monologue. <laughs> Uh, well, it was very important. Yeah, it was um, setting up it, the rest of the dark universe. It was Doctor Jekyll talking about Operation Hyde or whatever. It was. I, I, no, it was the mummy talking to some mummy henchman, and I was like, "This seems unimportant." Well, it's very frustrating in that movie. He plays a character named Nick Morton, and then Nick from New Girl. Is yeah, like, it's really is it sidekick. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Nick from New Girl is post mortem. <laughs> yeah, because he's dead. In it. But then he comes back um, in the end, right? Well, yeah, he's he's like a half dead ghost thing the whole time. But like, he comes back in the end, though, like because he and Tom right. Cruise ride well, off because, into the sunset together. Because Tom Cruise is like a half dead mummy guy now. Yeah, at the end of the mummy. <laughs> Fuck! I wish the Dark Universe still existed. <laughs> God <laughs> damn it! A mummy themed <laughs> so superhero pissed. teaming up with like a Bride of Frankenstein themed <sighs> superhero. I mean, you know, the Dark Universe is coming back, but in a different way. Yeah, and like Tom Paul Cruise Fy- is going to be Paul Feige is doing something. I don't know if it's going to be a it. universe as much as the DC Universal Monsters will be in movies again. Mark means the Universal Monsters, but it's okay. Um... He said the DC Universe. No, I heard. Which is just a lot to unpack. I mean, like, Swamp Thing could be confused with, like, Creature of the Black Lagoon. Well, Frankenstein is canonically, like, there's, and Solomon Grundy, and anyway. Because Frankenstein's public domain. (laughs) Well, yeah, like, Dracula is in both universes. So is Frankenstein. So are Wolfmen. Anyway. Um, Like, DC could make a Thor run if they wanted to. I guess they could. They could. He's a Norse m- mythological god. 
it's weird that they kind of don't, and they never touch like Hercules either. Like, but Hercules is like a big Marvel. Yeah, character. Hercules is it's in, weird. Yeah, yeah, they could anyway. do it. Um, what if, what if because Disney owns both Marvel and Disney that they introduce Hercules, like, but, and people think it's going to be like the Marvel comics Hercules, but then like, it's the fucking one from the movie. Well, it would be, (laughs) it would be really interesting if they made like another Hercules movie that you thought was just based on the myth, but then it turned out it was an MCU movie. Right. Yeah. Uh, I low-key think Hercules is in Eternals, by the way. I don't think they'll do, do Hercules because cast? of the Disney thing. Who do you cast? Unless, unless I don't I don't think they will bring him to the modern day, but they might like reference him being a... No, whatever. I think you bring him to modern day so there is not the Disney confusion. Mm. Mm. And you get like Vince uh, Vaughn to play him. No. I think it's like Joe Magn... Magnelio or whatever his name is. I think that's who you do. What if you do like a Fred Claus take on Hercules and it's Vince I, Vaughn? Why would I want to do that? Anyway, let's oh, just like a schlubby rock. guy who's really strong. <laughs> It'd be fun. Hangs no. out with Thor. That's Fat Thor. That's just yeah, Fat, that Thor. Fat Thor. <laughs> it's kind of We've fat done it. <laughs> um, okay, so School of Rocks. Speaking of schlubby guys, yeah. uh, Dewey is a slack rocker. His roommate and roommate's girlfriend, who is a real meanie, We'll yeah. get back to this. Yeah. Girlfriend, uh, roommate's girlfriend wants him to start contributing to society. He pretends to be his roommate, Ned Schneebly, and is a Schneebly. Uh, yep, and is a long-term substitute teacher at a smart kids school. He realizes that the kids have the untapped ability to rock, but they know nothing about rock. He teaches them all while becoming all while becoming friends with the uptight principal, with a goal of winning Battle of the Bands. Parents are mad when they hear the truth, but are so awed by their rocking that everyone is forgiving. Everything is forgiven, and Dewey starts a new School of Rock after-school program. Yeah. The School of Rock. Good stuff. Yeah. Where do we start? Let's start with a girlfriend thing. Um, Sarah Silverman. What a weird miscasting. <laughs> yeah. I, I love so, Sarah Silverman and she, think she would be great in movies, and she is wildly miscast. She would not here. have taken this role in 2019. Um, not even close. No, no, I don't know that this role would get greenlit in 2019. No, um, no. it's it's very the shrew girlfriend type. Yeah, yeah. Or nagging. Yeah. Very. It, it, although it, <laughs> she does make me laugh quite a bit. Like, like, are you gonna keep letting people control you? <laughs> then get in right. there. It, like, it's just very, very on the nose. Like. I, I do think that, like, you know, from an adult's perspective, you're like, well, she is right. Yes. Like, he shouldn't yeah. be living there. But, like, this movie is, like, I mean, it's not, like, a a kid's movie. But, you know, I watched this as a kid. It's about yeah. kids. It's, like, a pretty light PG-13. It's weird um, that it's PG-13. It could have like, gotten away with being PG, honestly. I don't like, know why it's PG-13. Like, take away, like, a drug reference or two and then... Yeah, I don't know. You could even you it. could even still have the kick some ass like lyric and like, no, all of that that's could still fine. be PG. That's why, that's why it's so bizarre. Before I watched the movie and saw mm-hmm. that it was PG thirteen, and then after the movie, it's a bit well, perplexing. Do Do you think that the fact that the te- the principal gets drunk, but she's not can even you get drunk in PG? drunk. She's just like Paul Blart gets drunk in Paul Blart Mall Cop One. He gets drunk while he's playing Guitar Hero. Does he really? Yep. Yup, <laughs> he does. 
I don't remember. I have that. seen Paul Blart Mall cow hop. Um, I saw yeah, that no, in theaters. Does. I don't remember. Uh, yes, I'm, um, I'm in Mark's boat. I saw it in theaters with my dad. And uh, wow, <laughs> the movies I've seen with my dad are strange. <laughs> All right. Uh, it, um, yeah, he owns three DVDs, and one of them is Wild Hogs. <laughs> disgusting <laughs> the most dad movie of all time yes. why dads for it's dads true. it's true um but i think you're right mark that for the audience that is kind of watching this movie you're supposed to hate sarah silverman yeah yeah which sucks yeah um which speaking of the like chad you were like there's parts where she makes you laugh and uh, yeah. there are but like then it's, <sighs> it's, it's a pretty funny like gimmick that like uh the real ned is so like controlled by her. They they get some good laughs out of that gimmick. Right. But here is one of the perplexing things about this movie to me. Both of them, both Sarah Silverman and Mike White, who is the yeah. writer of the movie yeah, and yeah. plays that role. There are takes where I'm like, this had to have been the first take and then they just moved on. Cause you kind of see them like smile and break a little bit at points. Really? Yeah, there was just some weird things where, like, Sarah Silverman, that. like, yells at Jack Black and then is smiling right afterwards. And I was like, bizarre. Hmm. I don't know. I thought it was weird, but it was something, something I noticed. Something I've never noticed about this movie. But I believe you. I noticed that. Yeah. Um, I just thought it was strange. Hmm. Um, it, it, it just feels like... I don't know. It feels like this movie was rushed maybe a little bit. And then like reading some things about like behind the scenes and like, you know, that apparently there was supposed to be a whole subplot with Jack Black and the principal being like dating each other, but then they cut it, which I think is better for the movie. Yeah. yeah. Um, the closest, like them going out on that beer coffee, the coffee right. date that turned into a beer date is the closest I want them to being together. Cause yes. They're, yeah. Because then they're just friends. Yeah. They're not a good match at all. <laughs> No, um, um, but and then I love the moment at the end where a uh, spider is flirting with her. <laughs> right, I love um, spider in his shirt sleeves. Right, he is just sleeves. wearing sleeves, <laughs> and it's um, so glorious. And the way spider weird... is dancing in that final like <laughs> song is he's just like thrusting and like moving like a snake. Like oh, I love spider a lot. <laughs> Another kind of bizarre thing about this movie behind the scenes is that the writer kind of like distanced himself from it as soon as it came out and kind of like hmm. sort of wanted his name taken away from Mike it. Mike White did? Kind of, yes. Um, because they clearly like shot all of his stuff at one point and he didn't see the final result. And he has... Um, he has gay parents. He has two dads. And he was real infuriated by how Link later kind of like upped the stereotypicalness of the gay kid hmm. um, in the movie, which it is pretty rough in yeah, my opinion. I mean, I mean, he was scripted as like being the costume designer and like having lines like you're tacky and I hate you. Uh so I don't know. I don't know how much of that. But later uh, but changed. also, how much of those were actually in the script? Yeah, we I, don't, don't I don't know. know we, that. we don't really know that. But. And I I do think he was definitely like told to play it up, etc. Um, Probably. What's that kid up to these days? Do we know? 
The kid who plays uh, Billy? No Liv. idea. Most Liv of these kids were... Knows who he is. I think he does YouTube or something now. Okay. That sounds about right. Yeah. I was going to say that most of these kids were hired because they... Well, I guess not him, but they were hired to because they could play music more than because they could act. Yeah. Not him of because the, he was... He didn't play music. Yeah, he was a costume designer kid, so he just, just had to act. And not Miranda Cosgrove, because uh, they hired her right. for her comedic timing. But also, she can sing, and so she apparently had to take a class on bad singing. That is the biggest laugh of the movie <laughs> to me, is when she sings Memory. Well, That's the funniest part of the movie. Part of me. that is because of the inevitability of Tom Hooper's Cats. Uh, well, no, I think I think Miranda Cosgrove is so good in this she, movie. She's good. I don't, I don't believe that she had to take classes to learn how to sing bad. Um, no, she definitely she did because she knew how to sing. I mean, it's but you can hard to sing bad. Is sure. it hard to sing? Bad? Yes, yes. Is it? If you are somebody, if you are somebody who knows how to sing, doing that specific good level of bad singing that sounds real is mm. hard. And she does very well in it. Yeah. It is a tricky it's thing. So no, I mean, she like she it, does well. It is bad. <laughs> um, yeah, but I don't. I I don't know if it's she's. Whatever. She she released an album. Like, whatever. Sure, Fuck off, but Mark. It was, it, it, she's no opera singer, is what I will say. No, but that but that but doing the specific thing she does is tricky. Yeah. I don't know. She's good in this movie. It reminded me of like Amanda Bynes of this era. Mm. I mean, it also reminded me of Miranda Cosgrove of this era, yes. who yeah. is very. And this good is like Drake this is like Josh. Drake and Josh Miranda yeah, Cosgrove, like not right iCarly at, Miranda Cosgrove. Right at the beginning of Drake and Josh, probably. Yeah, it's right yeah. as it's about to start. Yeah, um, she's so good in this. Yeah. Um, I um, if you had to ask me who was the best actor in the movie i probably would say miranda cosgrove and then like i might uh, say joan cusack joan cusack and like miranda cosgrove joan cusack for one is hysterical in this movie she's very good w- one of the biggest laughs for me and it may not even be that funny i don't know maybe I have a bad sense of humor but uh is when it's just toward the beginning it's just this like random gag where like she has some random girl in her office and she asks do you need a hug and the girl just screams like horrified yeah it's pretty funny it's pretty funny like it's just yeah it's pretty it's pretty you know it just shows that she's not that good with kids and she's probably in over her head and yeah it's good it's fun um so we normally talk about best picture alumni there's not really any in this movie other than richard Um, himself yeah there's richard linklater there's someone i was gonna bring up who is a bp alum and i forgot who it was i was gonna mention i have no idea you mentioned uh, mike white earlier do you guys know what he's doing nowadays what his most recent credit was no um he was on survivor I do. I did know he was on Survivor. Is that like yeah, his most recent credit? Yeah, he was just credit? a just a. Conti- I don't know if it, that's his actually his most recent credit, but like I think he was also on The Amazing Race, not like a celebrity version, just like a regular version. Uh, I think that's Weird. interesting. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, he did pretty all right. Um, but but for Linklater specifically, it's kind of interesting where this falls in his career. This is kind of what I want to dive into. The movie's fun and fine and. I don't know. We there there's there's more we can talk about there if you guys want to. But I think the link later angle on it is what's interesting to me, because like I think in a million years, 
I would never guess that this was directed by Richard Linklater. Yeah. It comes after yeah. Waking Life, and it comes before Before Sunset. Which, neither of you have seen uh, Waking Life, have you? No. No, mm, and I, I really, don't really have like a hard it. desire to. I really like it. I know I'm interested do. in it. Because um, it's the rotoscoped one, right? Yeah, it's yeah. it's one of his two rotoscope movies. Um, and truly, like it gave me like a religious experience and kind of like recontextualized the way I like think about religion in some ways. Like it's a big movie <laughs> in, uh, in, my, I, in my mythos. I think I wish rotoscoped looked good. <laughs> I don't think it looks good. I think it's every a glor- still I, it's I a- see from that movie makes me want to puke. So that's why I haven't like watched Interesting. it. Okay. I, I think it looks so hard. bad. I think it looks I great. think rotoscoping looks horrible, but that's because I like traditional animation. Yeah, I, I mean, it's you just, know, and it's that just is just different. I, I don't, yeah, I, I don't even like consider this. I mean, it, it like is an animated movie, but like I wouldn't even put it in the same category as like other animated movies. And that may be part of my mo- my problem too, because I think if you ask Richard Linklater, he would say the same thing, and I would find it vastly annoying. Why? Because it is an animated. Because like, mo- it is an animated. Movie. Well, but it's, it is, but it's, it's more it's of a, a CGI. Totally different process. It's an sure. Anim- so a CGI. Yeah. It's still animated. It's. I mean, it's animated like the Lion King is animated. The most recent Lion King, which is like, sure, yeah, it's animated, it but like, it's no one's calling it an in, animated movie. It's in the it's in like another category that is like not traditionally animated and not live action. But I think if you ask the person who created Undone if that was an animated show or not, they would say yes, and that's the big thing to me, um, because that is the person who did BoJack Horseman, and they have kind of mm-hmm. a affinity for animation undone is also anyway. a more visually appealing uh show it than it does look better the ro- the rotoscoping looks, looks better in that movie yeah and like um and part of the reason why waking life is rotoscoped in the style that it is is because it's about lucid dreaming and so like the animation style is constantly changing it's it's like fluid it's never quite the same even within one scene like the style could change completely to where like all style changing looks... sounds interesting to me. And the, but and then it, you said the, lucid dreaming, which loses me. Yeah. So, I mean, the, so it, I don't it know takes, if I'll ever it takes, get to it. It takes place in a lucid dream. Like that's the movie. Uh, oof. All right. Yeah. Maybe one day. And, Maybe but it's one just day, about like but... philosophy and life and like what reality oh, is. God. Like it, it, it shares a <laughs> lot of DNA with like the philosophy of the matrix. And it's a, okay. But matrix gets me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. You keep almost, and it's, then there's a lot of stuff that's no thank you. Here's the thing that I think will make you never want to watch it. Uh, so maybe I should I should tell you because I want to be transparent well, and fair. The fact it's that not, what's his face is in it doesn't help. Who Alex? Because that means yeah, that means Linklater yeah. knew him and liked him enough to put him in the well, movie. Which Linklater, is a lot to Linklater has talked about that since then, and he said that like he wouldn't do it now and at the time he was just like a goofy guy who had like a dumb radio show and he thought he was like funny and silly and he never imagined he would have the kind of audience he has now or that trump would be on his show or that he would be like this important figure um he just thought he was like a dumb guy (laughs) right um so he has talked about that but what uh yeah what is the thing that would make me never want to watch it it doesn't exactly have like a story Mm. Other than, like, guy I mean, is dreaming, dream. and he can't wake up. 
and he talks mm-hmm. to a lot of people. It's very loose and very hangouty. Richard Linklater. It sounds very Richard Linklater, which is why this movie is interesting to be Richard Linklater because it very much does it's have so a story plotty. with plot points yeah. and yeah. every scene is like integral to the plot. Um, and you, and it, it, you like, get this... certain moments where it feels like in the same DNA. Like I think when uh, like Dewey is showing the class his song and when they l- all learn Teacher's Pet together, those feel like a little more hangouty. Yeah, I, I think that everything in the classroom feels kind of hangouty. Yeah. Um, but and it, I think the hangouty part of this of this movie works better than the non hangouty parts because I think those are Linklater's strengths. Yeah, I think where this movie kind of suffers is like the setup feels very studio comedy of the time. A lot of it feels yeah, it studio comedy and kind of paint by numbers mm-hmm. at times. The 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 good moments are kind of the Linklater like hangout stuff, and I think it's just because it's what he's more comfortable in. Linklater yeah. also ended up directing the Bad News Bears remake. Which I still like, need to, to watch. I'm really curious about that. It, I it think li- it's similar to this. It like yeah. literally went from this to Before Sunrise, which is like, or sorry, Before Sunset, oh, which it. is like, yeah. you know, classic Linklater. Yeah, and then back to Bad News Bears. So it's like he is like, you know, just hanging yeah, out with kids. Was, making he's trying to make movies. some money. <laughs> Waking yeah. Life to this, to Sunset, to Bad News Bears. That's insane. Well, I think it's because he made Waking Life and then this movie called Tape, which I had never heard of. So it sounds like uh, a TV movie. Oh, it may be. I don't know. Anyway, it sounds like he lost some money (laughs) and needed a studio hit. Yeah, I don't think Waking Life Uh, was like the most lucrative. I'm not sure about that. I doubt it. I'm pretty sure Um, it's not. (laughs) I highly doubt it. Um, But anyway, I just I just find it interesting because like Chad, he's we've discovered he's your favorite director. Probably. Um, I just haven't watched all his movies. And like, yeah, I think he's probably. And like, he, does this feel like a Linklater movie? Like that, that's my big um, waking life made $3 million. Interesting. It's, it, I was going to say, it's, I don't think that he took this movie necessarily to make money. Although, I mean, Scott Rudin was already attached. So, but you know, Jack Black you know, didn't wasn't a huge name at the time. This kind of skyrocketed him up a little right. bit. Um, Sarah Silverman was, you know, like a failed SNL member and Mr. Show writer. Um, mm-hmm. It's not like this movie was a guaranteed success. Like maybe, you know, right. Bad News Bears is a remake. Before Sunset is a sequel. Um, but this very much does seem like him being like, all right, well, I've kind of done some really indie stuff and ventured into like a... In inventing a new type of animation let's uh let's go back to basics yeah. wait hold on slow down what did you just say mark i i'm saying that he went from very experimental waking life to pretty basic like you know okay that's fair you credited him with creating a new type of animation which was way too much credit sure. um because he didn't he um, did some insane things with rotoscope animation, like the yes. the style blend. Like I'm just looking at the cover, and like every single like frame they choose for the cover looks like it was made by a different artist. Like it's it's gorgeous. Uh, oh, it's a fun movie. Except the animation looks bad. Like that that that's my problem with it. But I like the idea that it's different styles. Mm-hmm. Um. 
Oh my god. It's called an Waking Life is a 2001 experimental philosophical adult animated docufiction. Hmm. Yep. Uh, okay. Um it's fun. <laughs> does not sound fun <laughs> like nothing about it sounds fun you could say good but it doesn't sound fun to me it's fun um, if you're just anyway. ready to like listen to people talk about philosophy which like sounds like the worst thing that could happen to me. <laughs> no! i'm into it chad i'm into i it, don't chad. want to hear i i don't want to hear it's if if you i don't want to listen to like shitty grad students listen talk about philosophy but like these are like it's he brings filmmakers and like philosophers on to like talk about things and ideas like like steven soderbergh has a segment where he talks about like you know i think he talks about i forget what his segment was about but it's about making films i'm sure but uh but yeah maybe maybe if it's philosophy with a point and not just the idea of philosophy because i I mean mean, like watchmen's about the philosophy of superheroes and etc and i'm into that this is about reality and like okay i don't know about that then. i don't know <laughs> i don't know stop trying to sell me on this movie Sorry. because i don't think it will literally ever work uh, i didn't um, think we talked about waking life so much in the school of rock episode but, oh i did uh what um, do we what do we think about the music in this movie like not necessarily the soundtrack but like the original songs i don't think it's good i think, think every song he writes is bad except maybe that last one i like I teacher's that, pet a lot i think teacher's pet is great um, I like I like the Legend of the Rent. The Legend um, of the it's, Rent it's, uh, is just hilarious because it's horrendous. It's a horrible song, yeah. and yeah. And, it, and it's clearly him being like, "All right, here's my story," and none of the kids are like, "Wait, so you owe rent and you're looking for money?" <laughs> right. Um, just no questions asked. Yeah, they just and he's just doing his jack black thing and like that long shot where we're like pushing in and then like pulling back. And it's just like this awkward classroom as he's like trying Describing, to describing um, clearly making up a song on the spot. Yeah, it's a good scene. I I like the song that the kid writes. What song is that? That's Teacher's Pet. That's Teacher's Pet. Okay, that is the song that I write uh, that I like. I think yeah. every song that Jack Black quote unquote writes fucking. Yeah, song. he's well. Bad. I think that's yeah. He's he's a bad musician. That's why he gets fired from his band. Yeah. Um. Right. And why he quits music and becomes a teacher. Mm-hmm. Uh, spoiler alert for those who can't do teach he says this right um the um the movie was supposed to be called the school of rock which i know is a subtle difference so but i do th- think it's a better name well <laughs> and it, th- that's what it says at the beginning of the movie too um i imagined that i mean school of rock is the name of the band as opposed to the school of rock mm-hmm. is the name for the school that he opens at the end. I um, imagine that the guy who invented Napster had something to say about this movie. Yeah, great, wonderful. Yeah. Um, not even gonna touch that. So <laughs> it was around the right. Noticed, it was around the right time. Uh-huh. It was pretty. Um, Napster was pretty uh, topical in two thousand three. All right. So the. Um, what uh, I I have this on DVD right, and so I looked at the back of the DVD, yeah. and the movie has to give credit to Rolling Stone because School oh, of Rock the, is done the in the Rolling font? Stone yeah. font, but they have to give credit to Rolling Stone, which is so that's bizarre fun. to me. Yeah, um, and it was honestly the best choice they could have for the uh, for the graphic. 
Yeah, yeah, I think it's kind of uh, an iconic graphic, but that's it's iconic because it's using uh, Rolling Stone. Yeah. Um, do you guys have anything else to say about this movie as its own entity before I dive into? Um, I want to talk about the spinoffs a little bit. Um, really interesting because I know nothing about the spinoffs. Um, but no, I think we pretty much covered what I like about this movie. It's it's a it's it's a fun time and. Uh, I like that he learns to find his place in society as a teacher. I like that these kids learn to have some confidence in themselves. And uh, I like when, yeah. Sorry to cut you off. No, go ahead. What were you gonna say? I, I mean, I was, I was, uh, I was saying I like when he goes and like stops the guy from hanging out with the strangers. Um, you know, clearly he's grown over the course of the movie, and he's learned how to, you know, yeah. be an adult. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I, I like this movie a lot. And it, I mean, sure, there are some not great things. It is from 2003. Yeah. It is going to be dated in some aspects. Yeah. Um, but I I think that this movie is great. It's yeah. one of my favorite. I mean, it's hard to say a favorite Linklater movie because they're all all of the ones that I've seen. I really like. I um, love it when a movie has two people and this situation it's one person and one group of kids who don't realize that they need each other and then they both get something out of each other i just love it when a movie pulls it off like this and i think this movie does a great job yeah i like this movie too i i've been harder on it but it's because both of you boys love it so much and i fall more in the camp of i think it's fine and enjoyable and a good like turn it on but like it's not my favorite movie about people obsessed with rock music because that's wayne's world wayne's world is See, way I haven't funnier seen wayne's to me world. i need to watch that movie holy shit you need to watch wayne's yeah. world wayne wayne's world is just a lot now, more of the I've, comedy that i like i've heard that it's excellent yeah, yeah. that's uh, bill and ted don't they go, Wayne's World, excellent. Isn't that a thing that they say? Or they say, party on, excellent. Yeah, I guess yeah. they do. But, but uh, yeah, okay, they do. Yeah, but it's, it's a thing. I mean, it's, it's, it's SNL, guys, so it just gets a lot weirder. Mm-hmm. They do, like, talking to the camera at points, and they do this whole bit that's about um, product placement, and there's just, like, a giant Pepsi, like, in frame, and then, like, a huge bag of Doritos, like, they, I don't, it's a whole bit about product placement. I don't know, it's just way closer to my sense of humor, and this feel, and School of Rock is a bit more studio comedy sense of humor to me, Mm -hmm. and I like weirder, and so Wayne's World, I really like um and then it's also not my favorite movie about like somebody who teaches kids music because that's like sister act um or sister act two it's sister act two i don't think um, sister act two i think i don't know if she teaches people in about music in either of those no kids, she kids learns specifically she learns music in the f- i mean she already knew music but she like kind of gets with the nuns and teaches them a new way to sing in the first one and then she teaches kids in the second one um so it just is not my favorite version of either of the movies that this movie is. I think it just is a fine studio comedy to me. I don't know. I, I, I get how it probably hit people at the right time. But, you know, I'm watching it for the first time in 2019. And I have a very particular sense of humor now. And it's it's good. Yeah. But I I... <laughs> 
it, it's just not going to be my favorite. Uh, um, tell but me about the let's talk about the so spinoffs. So there's a musical yes. and a That's what I want to talk about first. Okay. So yeah, I want to talk about the musical first because it's written by Andrew Lloyd Webber, <laughs> which is weird. <laughs> I did not know that. Um, let me double check that that's right because I don't want to be an idiot. Right. Hold but it's, on. It's, it's got the kids playing the instruments, but the instruments are like live in the musical. Yeah, which is cool. That is cool. Uh, I saw them perform on Macy's Day Thanksgiving Day Parade uh, one time. I yeah. don't know if the instruments were live for that. No, they never are, and everybody lip syncs there. Yes, so School of Rock is written by Andrew Lloyd Webber, writer of Cats. <laughs> like That's insane. Do they still do the memories part in the musical? Uh, I don't know. That would be a fun full um, circle thing for him. I don't, I don't think so. Um, God, I, I mean, and clearly they add a lot more... Um, plot to it because you just need more and then they add a lot of uh like music yeah. to it um yeah, you'd need more music for sure let me see if they actually do any of the songs surely they do surely they, they do teacher's, teacher's pet, pet for sure i imagine they, they still do, do legend not. of the rent really they do not they do not i i wonder if if the rights were issues there the only song they do is if those are the actually the names of the songs they do School of Rock and Stick It to the Man are the only two from the movie that I can tell. Let yeah. me take a look at this track list. I back to the movie. I like the Stick It to the Man thread, uh, especially when the in the hallway the kid calls the principal the man, yeah. and she's like, "Thanks." Yeah, it's, it's funny. It's a fun. It's a fun moment. I love uh, the keyboard player kid. He's fun. Like yeah, him, good. learns Kenneth. to be confident in himself. It was nominated for a bunch of Tonys. It just didn't win. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's the same basic plot. I didn't do enough research to see like what changes, but they just clearly add a lot more. Um, it says Dewey and Rosalie kiss. Oh, so they do the romance in it. Oh, interesting. Um, and Rosalie does classical oh, uh, singing in the end of time is the name of the uh the legend of the rent song so that uh, that is in the that is in the movie mm, okay teacher's pet does not seem to be i wonder if teacher's pet is is school of rock or oh the- yeah, yeah 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 i bet i think it is i think it is i think you're I right where did the let me see if this is on apple music a school of rock parentheses teacher's pet. Yep. Okay. Cool. 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 Okay. So they're in there. So they. Um. So yeah. So it seems like they add in the romance and um, apparently the principal sings classically. Um. Anyway, so that's the musical. Yeah. I know the TV show. I know exactly one fact about the TV show. And what is that? That is that the guy from Righteous Gemstones who plays Keith is Dewey yes. Finn. And I that, that, want to see that because I can't picture yeah, uh, that. That That is the reveal that I wanted for you. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so it is him. I mean, that guy is actually known for being a lot more wild and crazy than he is in Righteous Gemstones. He he's very so muted. so reserved in Righteous Gemstones. Yeah. Um 
I'm trying to make sure that this other fact I know about the TV show is right, but I am scrolling through cast list. Um, I am almost positive that Jojo Siwa was on a bunch of episodes. Um, and that's kind of where she came. Uh, she was only in two episodes. Weird. Um, you know who's in more episodes than Jojo Siwa? Who's that? Oh, I don't. Uh, Pete Wentz, who is in three episodes. That is uh, weird. Very weird. Um, yeah, so in the TV show, they win Battle of the Bands. So they win Battle of the Bands in season oh. one. And then Dewey ends up becoming their full-time teacher in the season two premiere. Weird. <laughs> so they do like the whole that. movie over one season. And, and then and then he's just, the, they, the school decides to hire him as the teacher after the movie. Okay, well, now we're going to get into it because it was so convoluted that I didn't write it down. But basically, they have a no... So he is no longer their substitute teacher. They Uh get a new teacher who's like this no-nonsense teacher. They go to the principal and be like, you've got to hire Dewey back. You've got to hire Dewey back. So she hires him to be in charge of kindergartners and then the like third graders or the fourth grade, whoever the fuck were the main kids, Uh are like, oh, my God our strict teacher would actually be way better at handling these kindergarteners. So her and Dewey switch. It's a Nick show. Like, I don't know what to tell you. It's a Nickelodeon show. Okay. Have you actually watched any of it or did you just sort of research the apps? No, I have not. Okay. I guess it's not shocking if I had, but I don't tend to watch the like live action stuff on any of those channels. Yeah. Um, I liked Drake and Josh a lot. Yeah, Drake and Josh is a good well, show. We no, what I'm saying kids. is modern day. Modern, yeah, modern day, yeah, I yeah. don't watch the live action yeah. stuff. Um, what like current Nick tunes are out? I mean, they're making new SpongeBob, but like other than that, what are the, what are the Nick tunes? Uh, TMNT is on Nick. There's the show called The Loud okay. House, which I hear is like kind of good, but I have not actually checked out. But yeah, Nick is not doing a ton. Like yeah. Disney and Cartoon Strangely, Network are doing a lot more animation. Disney stuff. is doing some of the best animation out there right now, and like that yeah. was not the case when we were growing up. But no. like they have some good animation. No, because Phineas and Ferb was technically after us too. Yeah, they have like uh, Brandy and Mr. Whiskers. That's like the only one I can think of. And that show well, sucked. The Proud Family. The Proud, Proud Family was, was okay. Disney, right? It was okay. Yeah. Proud Family's coming back. Um, it's coming and back. And Brandy and Mr. Whiskers is going to be on uh, uh, Disney Plus. <laughs> was that like so two seasons? Like how long did that last? I don't know. Animated shows are weird. Yeah. Um, they're like two seasons, but there's like 500 right. episodes sometimes. Yeah. Um, so it looks like it's Loud House. Um, Welcome to the Wayne. Yeah, I don't really. I've really not heard of a lot of their current stuff. Harvey yeah. Beaks. I don't know. Because like I Breadwinners. I knew Breadwinners. I feel like I've heard that name. Sanjay I just and Craig. I don't. I can't picture any of now. these shows. Yeah. Other than well, like TMNT and SpongeBob. We... Yeah, I don't know. They're 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 not. I mean, Loud House is their big one, but okay. Because there there's going to be a Netflix movie around that one. Honestly, the School of Rock TV show might should have been animated. Maybe. Maybe. Although when uh, they tried to like make Napoleon Dynamite an animated TV show, that did not work at all. It did. Did you watch that show? Work. No. That show sucked. Uh, <laughs> it was so <yeah>. bad. <laughs> um, School of Rock lasted for three seasons, which in kids programming is not like horrible. No. Um, so anyway, fun facts about School of Rock. Um, any final thoughts 
on this movie. I like it. Don't don't think that I don't like it. I just you picked it as the best movie of the year, so I was expecting like something transcendent, and it's just a well, pretty good studio comedy. If you want I something transcendent, watch Waking Life. I'm not gonna watch Waking Life. I think that it gets better with rewatches. I agree uh, with that. I at also, least in my experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah, I think your expectations, be- because it was, you know. I knew it was Linklater as... going in, which I don't think a, m- most people who watch the movie. Well, do. I didn't know what a director was when I watched this movie the first time. Well, right. exactly, yeah, right, yeah. I I, I don't know. I th- I think it being presented to you as like this is the best movie this year had to offer was probably not the best context to watch it. And love it, <laughs> probably. Um, but it's, it's I think if real... I was just like, hey, you should watch it because I think you'd like it. I think you'd be like, yeah, this is good. Yeah, it was fine. It's good. Yeah, yeah. Olivia really liked it. Yeah. My wife really liked it. Yeah, you got movie. married since the last episode. I did. How's that been going? Are you also married? We'll see how long it lasts. Yeah. <laughs> but, but so far, what if we were truly together like for eight years, but then like only could last in marriage for like a month? For whatever reason, just adding marriage <laughs> to the equation did not work. Even though nothing has changed. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. Um, yeah, she liked it. Um, but no, I, I I think it's good. I think it's fine. I I found Jack Black so annoying in it. Truly, I I truly think that this is like peak Jack Black, mm-hmm. or at least the most Jack Blacky Jack Black. Yeah. Well, I think um, it is. I, I don't disagree with that. I find, but I I love Jack Black shtick. I find I Jack have. Black so funny in this. What I don't like is that this movie, for in my experience gave a lot of people like a personality to latch onto and tried to like yes. be the funny chubby guy and the, yeah. basically yeah. tried to be Jack Black in this movie and it's mm-hmm. kind of ruined Jack Black to me a bit but you're talking I, about people like in the real world in the real this, world cuz yeah. I definitely have seen that yeah yeah and where they're like I'm the loud one yeah those guys yeah now yep. that being said Whenever um, Joan Cusack asks him, now, Schneebly, am I saying that correctly? And he says, actually, it's Schneebly. I can't help but laugh. He's just so funny and charming he's and amusing. So good. He's just, he's got this when charisma he, and this energy that only he can pull off that kind of nonsense. I was, I was, I heard someone recently say that, uh, what's his name from Workaholics and the Righteous Jim Stones has a real Jack, yes. Has a real Jack Black energy, just like in the way that mm-hmm. they he it's, says things. It's similar. They're not wrong. Adam, it's similar in like Adam Pitch De- Perfect specifically. Yeah, sure. Adam Devine just kind of has a whole. Duh. I would kind of yeah. say he does kind of have. A I Jack think it's. Black it, thing. I think it's yeah. just like the the laid back, goofy, um, just says words weird sometimes kind of vibe. Yeah, Adam Devine is so interesting because he's like almost bad at in righteous gemstones but still somehow manages to be good no he's He's like the weakest one by far like he's good but there's always like it's about to crack it feels like where it's like i'm about to think you're bad at because his accent's so bad and all that's how i feel every time i watch workaholics it it's not but it almost feels by design because of who his character is in the show right it works, but yeah. it's always on the brink of not working for me. I, I see where you're coming from, but I adore his character and his performance and his weird, like, high-pitched southern accent that he's giving. 
I absolutely yeah. love it. Um, um yeah. Anyway, also that show was uh, formative to like my um the way I approach religion and uh <laughs> in the For, best kind How of can way. you say how can you say formative when it came out it, this like, year? Like re reformative, I should say. Like okay. I I I mean I I think a big part of like religion is constantly learning and and adapting and I think if mm-hmm. you if you haven't grown or changed then I think you're not like uh yes yeah trying but hard formative enough formative is early on that's why yeah I, I guess like, formative is the wrong word about? but like like it's yeah. it's it, it, it helps me to recontextualize some things and think about things in different ways I can talk to you more about it off podcast because this is not a religion right. podcast but <laughs> no uh, um but it it actually hits on some real like things that are yeah. happening like mega mega churches going into malls um so um but I'm not that influenced by Jack Black um so maybe that's part of it um well, well, I, I didn't also watch this movie. <laughs> Yeah, and I didn't it, watch Nacho Libre. I'm something really of a chicken and egg situation here. Right. Oh my god! I'm, I'm really scared of you potentially making me watch Nacho Libre and me also not what loving do you mean, that. Movie what do you mean potentially? That do. is my pick for that year. Oh god. Okay. That's what I, I'm just not. I'm just gonna let you down again. Here's the I thing. I think you're gonna like it. I think I you're know. gonna like it more than you like this. Truly, well, the, the thing is that it's it's a writer. It's the same writer as this with a director that you like less. So you don't like Jared. Hess? Is it the same? Is it, yeah, it the same writer as this? Yeah. Oh, hmm. uh, Jared Hess. I think Napoleon Dynamite's good, but I like yeah. what else? What else? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the question. I, I think that you Don like Verdeen. Richard Linklater more than Jared Hess. I started Don Verdine recently yeah. and it's actually really funny. <laughs> What um, Don Verdine, his one of his more recent movies. It's Sam Rockwell plays like that. an archaeologist who like. Whoa, is he also racist? No, but he. Are you sure it's Sam Rockwell playing him? Then? Yeah. So I started the movie, and like the inciting incident was he thought that he found um, uh, Lot's wife, like the pillar of salt that like she turned into. Like and he was like bringing it back to the church, but it was basically Weird. like a rock that looked like it had tits, and that was like <laughs> the thing. But somehow there was like a mix-up, and his archaeologist team brought back a different rock, and this rock looked like it had a penis. <laughs> and then like the whole congregation was like waiting for the big reveal, and they pull the curtain, and it's just this big penis, <laughs> and he has to like pivot and like explain like uh see lot's wife was a was a transgender and uh i don't like it i, like I it don't so like much. it it's so funny and awkward oh it's great it's good Cr- cringe comedy isn't it great isn't the office funny uh um, y'all see scott stotts scott stotts it's <laughs> i've so never been more uncomfortable in my life uh, hashtag cringe hashtag looking cringe. for a pam to my here's, here's a mic here's a or thing. whatever the office is know. obviously Jay. good scott's tots is obviously a good episode but the culture of the office fandom is annoying the office obviously was good yeah we don't have to revisit it it has been like, over that, for got... almost a decade <laughs> And I don't know that it's a show that necessarily ages well, and that's fine. But like, uh, I, it just—I mean, it always knew what it was. It was—it was always—it was always. It was always. Uh, I think there's elements of it that it didn't. But that, I mean, Mike sure is a genius, and like has now made the good place. Like I—I I think he has constantly like learned. Mm-hmm. But I think I think there's parts of 
the office that aren't the things that people think of most yeah. that are a little bit like and now hmm. Greg Daniels is going off and making the Space Force show. Yeah, which, which who knows? Is Steve Carell a good actor? We'll discuss think, off mic. I think we'll so. Take the, I don't know. He's I been don't know. making me. I I think crush. I think he's a good comedic actor and has yes. one one mode when he's doing drama, and that's and we need him to do and full buddy, on comedies. He again. was hitting that note again and again and again in Beautiful Boy. Yes, I know. God, Steve Carell do comedies movie. again. Yeah. Like, if if they announced the comedy with Steve Carell, how much money would it make? I Millions. would anyway. lose my mind. It would be so. My, m- me too. Well, I think you Space Force is going to be a comedy is a thing. It's a workplace comedy. All right. Because it's Greg Daniels. I'll see. What channel is that for? It's going to be, is it Netflix? Oh, God. All right. We'll see if I watch it. <laughs> it's one of the streamers. It's, it's probably to- already fucking out. Like, who knows if it's on Netflix? Um, okay. Oh, Chad, gosh. what's the best movie of ni- uh, fucking 2003? <laughs> it's School of Rock, bud. Hey, Mark. Uh, huh? If you had to tell me right now of the movies we've talked about, what the best movie of the year 2003 is, what would you say? Uh, it's easily School of Rock. Yeah. Um, Cody, 2003 of um the movies we've talked about today that were made in 2003, um, and really the only choice is School of Rock. Which is your favorite? <laughs> um. Well, let me think on that. And as I think on that, let me tell people that you can find Mark at Wallington Mark on all social platforms. You can find Chad at Chad Alley Oliver on all social platforms. You can find me at Cody Lunsford underscore on Twitter and Instagram. And you can find me at Cody Lunsford on Letterboxd. You can find the show at We Pick Picks, W-E-P-I-C-K-P-I-C-S on Twitter and Instagram. And you need to like and subscribe to the show and rate and review and all that good stuff so people find the show and tell your friends because we love talking about movies. And speaking of movies, I think the best one of 2003 that we've talked about so far is School of Rock. I like um, that format change. You should do that every episode. Yeah, because it's me doing the work. That's why you guys like it. Anyway. And it cuts down uh, on like our, our you know tired bits. And, yeah, uh, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Thanks, everybody, for listening. And remember, I am not a satanic sex god anymore. I'm a working stiff. Next week, we will be venturing onto the no, high seas. No, do it again. In two we weeks, week. we will be venturing into the high... <laughs> Was your issue that I said two weeks? instead of One week instead of two weeks? Uh, yeah, just say next episode. <laughs> next episode, we will be venturing onto the high seas of the Caribbean or the Caribbean or however you want to say it. It's Pirates of the Caribbean. Curse of the Black Pearl. You can watch it. Um... Not streaming anywhere, but I guess. Wait, is it, it's on Disney Plus, right? It's on Disney Plus. We're gonna Plus. have Disney Plus. We're all gonna have Disney Plus. <laughs> Disney Plus. Disney Plus. Disney Plus. You heard it here first, folks. It's on Disney Plus. We just we just saw the thread that Disney posted before all of you did. Oh, we were recording this in October. Um, uh, watch it. It's a good movie, and listen to our podcast. It's a good podcast sometimes. <laughs>